Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Before we dive into today's episode, we have some very important business to take care of. We have some winners to announce for the Passionate and Prosperous March giveaway. So if you've been listening to the show, you probably know that all through the month of March, I've been encouraging you to enter your name and email and let me know if you want to be in the drawing to win one of the gorgeous custom designed by me mugs that I had made recently that say, I am living my most passionate and prosperous life. And these mugs are absolutely beautiful. They have gold handles and gold rims. I mean, they are primo. So all through the month of March, you have been entering and it's been so fun for me to see who has been putting their name in email because one thing is it lets me know who's listening. Otherwise, as a podcaster, I really have no other way unless you let me know. And one of the questions that I asked when you were uh, entering was, hey, what's your favorite episode? So it's been really fun to see those responses. And to be honest with you, I think like every episode was chosen by at least one person. But what was really interesting were how many of the money episodes got your vote. So that lets me know that if I want to make more episodes talking about money and money mindset, that you will be happy to receive them. And because so many of you entered, I decided that instead of choosing only one winner, that I would choose two. So today is April 3rd, Sunday, that I'm recording this little intro. I gave you until March 31st to enter. And then today, I entered all of your names into what is called a random picker wheel. It's a little online tool that I use whenever I do giveaways and prizes because I do do them a lot in my um, workshops and classes and things. So all your names got entered. And then I just click a button and it spins the wheel and then boom, pops up with the name of the winner. So I did this twice because I couldn't only give one mug away. That's just how I am. So are you ready to hear who the winners are of the March giveaway? Who is going to receive a gorgeous, powerfully infused affirmation mug in the mail in the coming weeks? Dun, 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 dun. Raquel Howard is winner number one and... Jenny Speakman is winner number two. I am so excited for you ladies to receive these mugs. I'm going to be reaching out to you to get your addresses so that I can pack these up all beautifully and bring them to the post office for you. Now, here's the thing, everybody. The mugs are available if you want to buy one. And I'm going to be totally transparent with you. I had these made 
and they're really, really high quality. They're really gorgeous. And what it cost me to make them, even getting them with a little discount, was 17 bucks a piece. That was my cost. They're $17. Now, I wish I could sell them for $17, but there's an unfortunate unfortunate reality, which is that if you wanted one and you wanted to buy one, I have to ship it to you. And because these are mugs and they have to be shipped in a nice little box, which I bought these perfect little boxes for them, um, I have to add another $9.99 or $10 in shipping. So if you do want a Passionate and Prosperous mug, and here's what I'm going to tell you. They really are beautiful. First of all, they're like big. They're 15-ounce mugs. They're beautifully shaped. They've got gold hand and rims. They have gorgeous color on them and they are infused with an affirmation. And you know what? They're also infused with love from me. If you really want one, and I know a lot of people that do, and the people that have them really, really love them. If you want one, you actually can buy one. They're on my website, stacybrassrussell.com. There's a shop there. If you go to the shop, you could buy a mug. And the only thing is I'm being transparent. It is going to cost you almost 30 bucks to have one of these mugs because I don't, I'm not like in retail. It's not my business. And so it's not like I've gone out of my way to figure out how to lower the cost and lower the cost of shipping. It just, it's just is what it is. So if you want one and you're happy to pay for one, Hey, go buy one and I'll get a notification and I'll pack it up beautifully because that's how I roll. You're going to get a gorgeous package in the mail and I'll send it to you. So even if you didn't win, if you want one of these mugs, you can have one. And if you don't really feel like spending on a expensive mug, then you know what? At some point, I'm going to find a reason to give another one away. And with that, sit back, relax, and get ready to listen to episode 23 of Passionate and Prosperous. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Passionate and Prosperous. So today, the day that I am recording this episode for you is actually the first day of spring. So it's not the day you're going to be listening to it. This will come out in a few weeks. But I am sitting here in the energy of the first day of spring, which is awesome. And I was getting ready to record and I thought, you know what? I really want to talk about seasons and the energy of seasons because You may know or you may not know that I have been a yoga teacher for, you know, 20 years now. And when I first became a yoga teacher, one of the things that I also became really interested in knowing more about was what is called the sister science to yoga, which is called Ayurveda. So that's spelled A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A, right? And it's another one of the, like, original Vedic sciences, Indian sciences that comes to us from like the earliest, earliest texts, right? Like, like the, the, the philosophy of yoga, the teachings of yoga and the teachings of this science Ayurveda, which literally translates to the science of life, right? These are the most ancient teachings. And Ayurveda is, it's called the sister science to yoga. And Ayurveda is the science that really looks at what it means to be like a human being, like the science of being a human being. And it takes into consideration, this is the really important thing because 
in modern times and in with in Western medicine, these things get lost unless you are intentionally someone who, you know, really goes out of your way to make sure that you are living in a in a holistic way and that you um you utilize practitioners that are also of that same, you know, it's not even a mindset, to be honest with you, whoever who really like operate in in the in the way of wanting to be um you know, paying attention to cycles and seasons and rhythms, which is what we're going to be talking about today, um, that, you know, we are, so the science of Ayurveda takes into consideration the fact that we're not only like human beings, like individuals, right, that have our individual makeup, like what makes us up as, as human beings, not only our physical makeup, so not only our organs and our, and our, you know, bones and blood and whatever, but also our energetic makeup, like all of what makes up our subtleness. Like what is, what is it to be alive? What is the spark of aliveness? And this is the really key thing about today's episode and where we're going to go and how our external environment, not just our homes, like not just like our, you know, our, the places we live, but our external environment our planet, how living on the planet also affects us. How what happens outside and the energy that happens with every changing season and everything that happens really in the universe, like how we're impacted by cycles and by rhythms and by the fact that we're living on this, I always like to say we're living on this orb, right? That we're living on this earth and this earth does two really interesting things. It, it, rotates on its own axis. So it's constantly spinning around. And then it also revolves while it's rotating around our star, around our sun. So, so in Ayurveda, all of that is considered when it comes to like how you should be thinking and feeling about the choices that you make uh, as a human being, like your lifestyle choices, you, you know, the, the way that you that you use your energy, the way that you replenish your energy, the way that you nourish yourself, right? That this is considered to be really important that you're paying attention <clears throat> literally to the way the planet is moving, to light, to our relationship to the sun, right? And there's a reason why, you know, we all just feel, even if you didn't study any of this or know anything about what I'm talking about, that you just intuitively know that every season, for example, has a different energetic feeling, right? Every season feels different. So I get really excited about the seasonal transitions because this is something I've been teaching people to pay attention to for like two decades and, you know, how even the way that you move, right? So I was a yoga teacher for, for, for have been a yoga teacher for all this time. And even the, the choices that you make about how you move your body or the kinds of exercises you would do in the different seasons is going to impact you. And the way that you're impacted is that either you're going to feel like you're going in the flow of what is happening around you, that you're allowing the energy of the season to support you and to inform your choices so that you can feel that there's an ease and a flow to your existence. Or if you're not really taking it into consideration and paying attention, you actually could feel the opposite. You could feel resistance. You could feel like things are not easy or things don't feel like they're in a flow. And you could be wondering why. <laughs> and part of the reason could be that you're trying to do something in your life, in your business that 
requires such a different energy than the energy that is happening around you that it that it feels you feel it right that you just feel it you feel a conflict literally so i i pay attention and talk about every seasonal transition cuz they're all different and then that brings us to transitions right transitions period transitions whether they're seasonal or they're you making a transition in your life you wanting to make a change or you having to make a change transitions are never something that human beings feel great about because they're discombobulating right they throw you off transitions need adjusting every time you want to make a transition every time you want to make a change every time you want to make a shift right and we've had other episodes referencing this especially in the episode about the phases of your business right i talk about how whenever you want to level up whenever you want to shift the levels of growth of 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 scaling in your business there's a transition period and that transition period is uncomfortable and we've also talked a lot about just the way our brains work when we want to make a change right we want to do something different we want to maybe you want to leave your job right maybe you work full time and you really want to get your passionate and prosperous business going you're a coach you're a creative you're you know you want to have a service based business you want to become an entrepreneur or you want to put out some major you know creative um you know creation into the world like me you want to do a podcast you want to write your book anyway you want to make change and your your brain and your body have resistance to that because we're not wired for change and transition we're wired for comfort and staying the same so anytime there's a change or a transition it brings shit up right and then we have to know what to do so when we pay attention to seasons and to cycles and to rhythm that is happening just a day in and of itself is a rhythm right it has a a beginning a middle and an end one day 24 hours is how long it takes for the planet to rotate around its axis right that's literally how we measure a day and then a year is our planet making a full revolution around the sun right so these are cycles these are rhythms and they they they're pretty reliable right they're like you don't unless we intentionally have you know a uh, daylight savings or whatever which we did have recently um you know unless we're doing that there's never a time where people are like oh my god there were 25 hours today in the day like that's not happening you know um obviously we have leap years right but but other than that you guys other than the fact that we have like one extra day once every 4 years in a year we're not getting any surprises so these rhythms and these cycles are things that we can count on and when you think about how few things there are to count on you might as well look for what's available right cuz we don't like to not have things to count on so a really good practice as a human being is to actually figure out what you can count on and one thing you can count on are right days you can count on everything like having 60 seconds in a minute having 60 minutes in an hour right having 24 hours in a day having 7 days in a week i mean these are these are pretty reliable so when there's things that are that reliable they're there for us to use to use them because we like things that have stability and we like architecture and we like alignment okay so the seasons are also reliable and as we continue on through the episode i want to 
clarify something. Seasons are not weather. So the whole Northern Hemisphere is having spring starting, right, right now. And it doesn't mean that we're all having the same weather. Weather and season, and especially now with climate change, as you know, weather doesn't mean shit anymore, right? I mean, I grew up in the Northeast and winter, but every season was so on point. You know, I grew up in New York and every season was like textbook stereotype season. Winter was snowy, spring was flowery and rainy, you know, summer was hot, (laughs) then fall was like, you know, getting windy and dry and everything turned orange, you know? And now it's like so not like that. So we're not talking about weather. We're talking about seasons. And these equinoxes, for example, have been the equinoxes for thousands of years, right? So the pagans were basing their activities and what they were doing in their businesses around the equinoxes. I went to visit this incredible place in Ireland for my birthday a couple of years ago. Um, just, just, want to clarify you guys that I'm like obsessed with time and time travel. Like if I, if I could put my hand on, on like on a stone (laughs) in a stone circle and like travel in time, I would do it in a heartbeat. So I'm very obsessed. It's always been what kind of books I like to read and stuff like that. And so I wanted to go to this place in Ireland where, you know, it's not Stonehenge. It's another place. It's a, it's another place um, where, but similarly where people go because at only on the equinoxes. Okay, so these places were built thousands of years ago by people who had no technology other than their technology. Somehow they moved these giant rocks and stones into place and they built these things that work like as if they were made with computers. They are they are made so that only on the equinoxes does the sun shine through a tiny little hole in the entranceway that then casts the sun against the back wall where there is writing that can only be illuminated on the equinox. So people travel to go to the equinox there. It's called Newgrange, if you want to look it up, N-E-W-G-R-A-N-G. Go there to try to be there on a clear day when the sun is going to do the right thing on an equinox. So the reason I'm digressing and tell you that, telling you this is to show you and prove to you how important it is to know that these are things that are cycles and rhythms that we can rely on. And therefore, when we know that there are certain energies a certain kind of, it's these built-in forces and energies that exist in the different seasons for thousands of years, people have been using those as guide guidelines or guides, right, to know what would be the best activities to do during this time. So here's the thing. Your business has seasons and cycles and rhythms. So the same way that you would not live on planet Earth assuming or expecting for everything to be exactly the same all year round, right? You would not expect that. You wouldn't be like, what? This is so weird. Why are things changing right now? Why, why is, why is the color different? Why are the, why are the leaves falling off? Why, you know, you wouldn't every year, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be acting as if this was like news and this was crazy, right? You expect it. Because it happens and it's a rhythm and it's, and it's a cycle and it's a season. And yet in your business, 
And I just know this because of all the people that I talk to all the time in your business, you sometimes expect that. You sometimes expect for everything to be exactly the same all the time, especially when things are going quote unquote well. Okay, so I know that like if you're in the super beginning stages of your business and you're not creating what you want yet, like you're not creating clients or, or revenue or income yet, you might be thinking, uh, no, I do not want things to stay the same, right? So you may be thinking, why would I ever want everything to stay the same? But right now I'm really talking about when things are happening, when when you've got stuff going on, when you finally hit right? Your phase one or your, you know, your phase one builder phase. So go back and listen to the episode on, on business phases. When you finally hit your flow state and your integration, right? Of, of being in their builder stage and things are happening. You've, you've got your attract, serve, convert system going and you know how to make that system run. You've got, you're attracting people, you're, you're serving them and you're converting them, right? When that's happening, I know that there's a tendency for you to want that to be the way it is all the time. And whenever anything shifts or changes, you freak out. What? Wait a minute. I was making money. I was creating clients. And now I'm not. And maybe that period is like a week or one month or maybe it's a quarter, you know, which is a season. So we're going to talk about that in a moment, right? So what's a quarter? Like, how do we divide up the year? How do we divide up the year into quarters? You've heard of quarters, I hope, right? It's a financial, right? This is how we look at like the financial market. It's how we look at, you know, at, at, at how companies look at their P&Ls, their profit and losses. Um, so you should be looking at quarters for yourself as well. I don't even think of quarters only as, um, looking at the revenue of quarters. I also consider quarters to be really ideal, perfect chunks to make goals and plans in your business, right? And let's go deeper. Let's go deeper with the fact that quarters, as you know, quarters are three months, right? Like we have 12 months in a year. This is just math. And we have four quarters, right? And because 12 divided by four is three, each quarter is three months. So are seasons, each season is three months, right? So even though the seasons don't line up technically exactly with the months of the year, so it's not like winter starts on January 1st and ends on March 31st, right? Winter starts on December 21st and ends on March 21st. Woo! And then, right, spring starts and then three months later, summer starts. And just like when summer begins on June 21st, you know, it, it may not be, it may not be like really hot unless it's June 22nd, 20, 2012. And it's my wedding day that I picked because I thought it was going to be beautiful, but it was actually a hundred degrees out and a hundred percent humidity. So there you have that. So therefore we can know that seasons are not weather. Okay. But they are three month increments quarters or three months, and it is ideal to set goals and to have an expectation of being able to make a change, a change in a habit, a change in a behavior, a change in a thought pattern, a change in a belief in a three-month container. So for those of you who are coaches, right, often 
you make your your signature program, your passionate offer, usually starts out as a three-month offer, right? And that's because three months is this really, really perfect container. And then when you really look at evidence of that, seasons are three months, quarters are three months, right? And therefore, it makes perfect sense that a really nice container for transformation would be three months. And, and it's also really really good to set some goals that are that are in three month increments, even when you have giant goals, like when you have big ideas, big goals, something that I recommend that you do is that you take those goals and you break them down into quarters. You actually ask yourself if you wanted to get, you know, like when you set goals for the whole year, okay, like most of us do that, especially entrepreneurs, if, you know, most of us do that. We, we, we begin the year and we have this like this this goal, like, what's my year going to look like? What am I going to create this year? Now, if you just make that big declaration about what's going to be happening by December 31st of that year, you may find that somewhere in the first few months of the year, you lose that. Like, you sort of go, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I don't know how I'm going to get there. It doesn't feel like I'm on my way there, whatever. But if you broke that big goal up into the quarters and you really figured out what would need to happen in these three-month, 90-day increments, you're more likely to get there. Okay, so right now we're just confirming and affirming that the season container, the quarter container, the 90-day container, the three-month container, the 12-week container, <laughs> however we want to talk about it, is like a legit container. And so what I've seen happen with so many uh, uh, entrepreneurs is that when things are flowing and, and happening, if things ebb or if things slow down or if things shift and change for a period of time. And that's where I, why I started talking about the quarters, even for a quarter, even for three months, which could feel eternal if you weren't planning for it or expecting it. Right. So like, let's say you go into like a, like a, a, an ebb, an energetic ebb in your business, or, you know, you, you had a big high, you can't sustain a high peak indefinitely. What goes up must come down, right? Everything that goes up must come down. So let's say you had like a big high and you're like, you know, you're high on it. You're high on your high. And then inevitably things have to come down a little bit. And then that down lasts a quarter, three months. You might be thinking, oh my God, this is horrible. This is a bad sign. This means my business is failing. That was a fluke. I had, I had, you know, this high and now everything is ruined, you know, and you might be thinking that. But if you had a better sense of how things go about the seasons of your business and about the energetic flow and how things shift and change and how you need to shift and change them, you might not be thinking that. You might not be thinking that three months at less revenue generation, okay, is a sign that your business is failing, if you actually had a better sense of rhythm and cycle and the way things work in your business. And it's just not possible for everything, right, to always be at the same level. Just like in the four seasons of the year, things are not at the same level. Things are not energetically at the same level. So, Forgetting about the external seasons that happen on planet Earth, even within your business, it's good to know what what seasons feel like to you in your business. And we're going to talk about that. And 
It is to your greater benefit than that to not only understand the seasons of your own business based on the activities that you do and how you generate revenue, but if you also understood how the seasons, period, this winter, spring, summer, and fall, all you got to do is call, right? If you understood how the seasons actually impacted you as a human being, then it might even help you to show up in your business in a more aligned way so that you wouldn't be having an experience in your business and feeling confused about why it was happening. Because remember, if you're if you're a, a, a coach, a creative, a purpose-driven, service-driven entrepreneur, you are the focal point of your business. So you being impacted or affected by the seasons, which you are because you're a living thing, you're a human being living on a planet, So unless you're going to like block yourself off from the planet, go live, you know, in some sealed container and not be affected at all by energy of the seasons, I don't even know how that's possible, then your energy and how you are being affected by what's going on outside is going to affect how you can show up in your business. So if you're not paying attention to the seasons and what's going on outside, there's a good chance that things are just really always feeling a little off for you. And how come you can't show up the way that you think you should? You know, all of that bullshit. All right. So I hope you're getting excited because now what we're going to talk about are the energies of the seasons. And then we're going to look at what that means for the different kinds of activities or seasons that you may have in your business. Right. So, you know, since we're in spring and this that's what started the whole thing, I'm going to talk about spring for a moment. okay? because because I'm excited about spring and I know that there are lots of people out there that are excited about spring. You might be one of them. So why do we get excited about spring? Well, first of all, spring is is a is a change in light right? That's what the whole equinox is about. The equinox is like, you know, that this is, that's going to be, you know, where we start getting more light in our, in our days. Okay. The winter is, has more dark and then spring we get more light and then we're going to have the longest day of the year, right? In the summer. So, so we're starting to get more light. And so we like that. Human beings are like plants, we need light. We need water, right? We, we need we need to be nur- we need oxygen. We need to be nourished, right? Or actually, plants give off oxygen. Um, but you know, you're you are a living thing, and you need the natural things, right? That occur. Like you you were born to to be n- nurtured and nourished by by what's available, light, right, and water, and so on and so forth, resources from the earth. Um, so we also know that this isn't this season, especially again in the north, you know, especially in the northern hemisphere and especially where where I am, um, in the winter everything dies, right? So everything, all the trees have no leaves, the color outside is is really gray and really um, you know, like brown and drab, right? It's drab and there's not a lot of light and there's no color and everything just has that like overall, you know, like dry, colorless look. And what is what is signified by spring is renewal, is rebirth, right? All of the trees. It's not like we got new trees. The trees are there for a really long time. It's the same tree. And then all of a sudden the tree starts getting 
green on it again. It starts making leaves. It starts growing. The grass starts coming back. I took a walk yesterday on, you know, I live near um, a thing in, in New York City called the High Line. And it's this very, very cool architecturally built um, above the ground park that was built on our on the elevated railroad line that had been, you know, defunct. And um and they and a non-for-profit like, you know, organization like raised money and took over and they built this like super cool thing that you can walk a really long stretch of New York along the Hudson River, but on this elevated um, they call it a park. But anyway, it's really beautifully landscaped. They put so much into there's unbelievable wildflowers and gardens and um and the foliage is amazing. But of of course, not in the winter, right? So it's just like anything else. It's been like this barren, you know, wasteland. And yesterday we took a walk. It was a beautiful day, first day of spring. And we took a walk along the High Line. And every once in a while, there'd be this like little shoot, you know, a little shoot popping up out of the, the brown dirt. And the grass hadn't grown back yet. And it was just these like little, it was like these signs of life you know, and these signs of renewal and rebirth. And spring represents that. There are also really major holidays, right? I mean, if if you're not religious or you don't have a religion, I get it. But let's, you know, just talk about the fact that like there is Easter. <laughs> it is about someone coming back to life. Um, and there is Passover, the Jewish holiday. You know, there are these holidays that have to do with like with renewal, with rebirth, with coming, with coming back. The planet does that. The planet revives, right? Things start growing again. This hibernation is over. Um, so there's this opportunity, there's this feeling even in us that there's opportunity for rebirth, for renewal. And we start building momentum. We start building our momentum that does peak, actually, to be honest with you. Like, it it actually peaks like it late summer, right, early fall. And we have a lot of momentum in fall. Fall is still a very, very energetic season. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But in spring, we get this almost like second wind after that wonderful energy that we get at the new year, right? We get energy at the new year too. We're like, ooh, it's a beginnings, it's new beginnings. And then sometimes around Feb, Feb, right? Midwinter, we lose some of that energy. We're like, yeah, all right, enough already. There's no more newness. Things feel like kind of old right now and boring. So spring has this, this really great energy and we can feed off that energy. This is a wonderful time of year to decide that you want to imprint a new belief, a new a new idea, that you want to bring something to life, that you might even want to find something inside yourself that has gone a little dormant, some part of yourself. You know, when I was taking that walk, um, yeah, I took a lot of walks in the last few days, and I was actually thinking, oh my God, you know, I've become a little bit of like a of like a New Yorker who stays in their apartment a lot. I mean, the pandemic did not exactly help that either. But I was like, my goal for spring is I want to bring back, I want to reawaken that part of myself that like, that that really is more active, like outside. I'm not a hiker. 
<laughs> that's I'm not I'm not talking I'm gonna go hike. I'm not a hiker. That's so not me. But I do like a nice walk <laughs> around Soho. <laughs> so I need to do more of that. And 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 I feel like I want to bring that part of myself back to life, right? If you could imagine that it's not that it's new, it's not like something I've never done, but I'm aware that there are certain things that at other times in my life I know that I've benefited from certain behaviors or certain ways of being, and I'd like to revive those things. Okay. So then we move into summer and summer's energy is really interesting because it actually slows down a little bit from spring. Summer has that more hot, you know, languid, you know, it's slower, right? So spring has more momentum and summer is a little slower and summer lends itself like, like school is on vacation that like summer lends itself to not being as, um, creating as much. It's more sustaining. Summer has a really sustaining energy, right? It's an energy that like you can keep things going. You can keep things like at a pace or at a rhythm, but you're not going to necessarily accelerate and get super fast, right? And you're also not going to necessarily have the same kind of energy as in spring or fall because there's an extremeness to the season, right? And especially if you are relating it to weather at all, especially if you live where it gets hotter, for example, in the summer, um, you slow down, okay? And it takes a different level of energy. It's a fiery, it's a fiery season to begin with. So, if we were thinking Ayurvedically that I mentioned in the beginning, we don't want to build more internal heat in a season when there's already a lot of external heat. Because then what happens? You combust, (laughs) you burst into flames, right? But in the spring, when there's not as much external heat, lighting your inner fire actually makes sense, right? And it works together. Then we move into fall. Now, fall is the absolute hardest transition to make, right, into the fall. This is Ayurvedically. The summer into fall transition is the most hard for us as human beings because we go from this, like, really kind of, like, you know, humid, hot, fiery time. You may think that this is, like, that winter is the opposite of summer, but I'm going to actually tell you that it's fall that becomes this, like, windy, dry, light season and it's very frenetic and it's actually a really creative season because we get a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts and it's a season of um, harvest and it's a season of a lot of stuff like the, the, where we reap the benefits of everything that was planted and that's been, you know, that you've been growing and you've been sustaining and you've been, you know, getting all the summer summer stuff from the land. And then as we move into the the autumn, we start pulling everything up, right? Getting ready for winter. So there's like a lot of abundance of things. And the season is a really, really good season for action. It's a real action-taking season. And it's a confusing season because because it has so much energy, it's hard to stay grounded and it's hard to stay focused. So I'm, you know, when it comes time for fall and I'm recording the show, I'll help you. I'll talk more about that. All right. And then we've got winter, winter, it's hibernation. It's, 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 it's really slow, right? Winter is like the slowest season and it's definitely a season of 
not only hibernation, but it's a really good season for, you know, for turning inward. It's a really good season for introspection, for contemplation, right? And, and, and there's also a piece of winter that, that includes the new year. So that's interesting because the new year gives winter a little bit of like a fake boost, but then as soon as the new year is over, things go back to feeling like winter, which is like, you don't want to do as much. You don't want to be as active, you know, and, and, and yet it can be a really creative time because, because the seasonal energy rewards you and permits you to be more stationary, right? So for example, whereas in summer, right? In spring and summer, you're called to do more. You're called to go be out and about and to do activities, right? And therefore, when you're doing those things, you're not spending as much time being, you know, contemplative and really like thinking about things, right? And you don't feel like you have the permission to, right? Have you ever had that? I have. I get this all the time. We're like, it's a beautiful day, and I'm home at my desk doing stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a loser. Everyone's out enjoying the weather. And I'm here like, you know, doing stuff. And I actually feel that. I feel like the energy of the season is telling me, come out, come out and play. And then I'm like, but I have stuff to do. But in the winter, when you stay home and work on your business, you're not feeling guilty. You're not like everyone else is out playing. I mean, unless it's like a snow day, you know, like some awesome blizzard and everyone's sledding. That's a different story. But in general, in the season, you feel good staying home working on your business. In the summer, you feel less good staying home working on your business. I hope you're seeing where now where this is going, right? So there are these energies of the season and we feel it. We feel it no matter what. We feel it and it impacts us. Now, does that mean that you can't do certain activities during a season where everyone else is out playing and you want to be working on your business? No, absolutely not. But it's important to know that in general, these cycles and rhythms that are happening around you, they do impact you and If you want, you can use it to your advantage to pay more attention to what activities you would like to be doing in your business. So back to the fact that your business can't be the same season all year round, especially if you love the season of your business where you're creating clients and revenue and you're like, but I love this season. I just want to stay here. I want to stay in the season. I hope you're now seeing from everything that I'm talking about that Honestly, it's not possible. It's not possible to stay in one season in your business. Also, if you find a rhythm of attracting, serving, and converting clients in your business, and it feels good to you and you like it, right, the the important thing to remember is that if you just want things to stay the same, which would be wanting the season to stay the same, you know, you might be able to, to, to keep things relatively going, but it's important to remember that a business that is building where you're, if you're building it the way I teach, right, where you've heard me teach this a lot, which is we start with one-on-one. We start with our Oz offer, a more passionate offer. We start with like our bigger thing and we validate that and we make sure that we can get people in there and that we can sell that, right? Right. No matter what, if you want to 
increase your revenue. And this may not be you. This may not be you. You may be like, I'm fine. If you're fine with keeping things as they are, like uh, like one level, and you never want to grow or expand or add new things, then you might be able to force a season. <laughs> you might be able to force the seasons and kind of keep everything the same. But I think that there's a reality, which unless you want your lifestyle to stay the same, right? If you're never, ever going to change your lifestyle as a human, according to the season, if you're going to do the exact same thing every season, winter, spring, summer, fall, meaning all year round, you're not going to change anything. You're not going to take time off. You're not going to, you know, like, like have different, different activities that you're doing in your life, right? It's kind of hard to keep your business exactly the same also. So if you're not accounting for that, that's a little bit of a, that's kind of weird actually. Um, so you got to look at yourself, at your business also, as even if you didn't want to have lots of different seasons in your business, which is what I'm about to break down, even if you didn't want that, you still need seasons in your business because you need to know that like you can't just be doing all the same thing all the time because creating clients requires for you to do the activities that attract new people onto your yellow brick road or onto your client pathway. So even if you did not want to scale your business, even if you didn't want to add other services, even if you didn't want to become someone who ran groups and offered courses and had a bigger model of your business, even if that wasn't you and you were like, you know what? I love my one-on-one business. I love working with a smaller amount of clients. I'm happy with X amount of revenue. Even if that was you, you still need to have activities that you do that bring new people into your audience or onto your yellow brick road so that you can nurture them so that they can become clients. Because if you just want to have a sustainable business, you're never going to stop this one thing, this one cycle, this repeatable system that I've been teaching you, which is attract, serve, convert. That's always there. And attracting people and serving them, attracting and nurturing potential new clients takes energy. And it takes a certain kind of energy. So if you're not going to pay attention to the seasons of your life and the seasons around you, you're going to find that there are times when the activities that it requires for you to attract and serve are going to feel really hard. They're going to feel like a drag. You're going to feel like you're forcing and pushing yourself to do the stuff that requires for you to constantly show up, to constantly be consistent, to constantly be posting on social or constantly be figuring out what activities you want to do to be showing up in front of people. And then what you constantly want to be doing to be putting out content that nurtures and serves. No one likes to do that you know, what I, what I was going to say, like seven days a week, 12 months a year, like, you know, 52 weeks a year. Nobody wants to do that. So knowing that you're not going to want to do that, you're going to have to realize that there are seasons and phases in your business when you're doing different activities. So I discovered this, okay, a few years ago after I had, this was really interesting, really, really interesting time, okay? And then I'm going to like, this is going to help you to start seeing where I'm going with the seasons of your business. So a couple of years ago, um, I was maybe like a year and a half or into my business, you know, a year and a half into my business. And I had a lot of clients, like I had a lot of one-on-one clients 
technically, when you hear people say fully booked, that's one of those phrases that like that drives me nuts the same way high ticket does. There's a whole episode on that. So you could listen to. But this other phrase that drives me bananas is fully booked, fully booked, fully booked. Do you want to be fully booked? Well, what's fully booked? You know, if you decide that you can that you only want to have three clients at a time, then if you have three clients, you're fully booked. If you decide that you want to have five sessions a day, right, or five whatevers a day, um, five days a week, then 25 clients is fully booked. Um, who? What's fully booked? Everyone's different. So when people are telling you, you know, our clients are fully booked, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Or they'll say, like, don't you want your calendar fully booked with discovery calls? And I'd be like, actually, no, I don't. (laughs) Because if I was on discovery calls all day, I actually wouldn't be able to be on with my clients. And what the fuck would I need discovery calls for all day long if I only actually have room to take on one or two more clients? So fully booked is completely relative, right? Or subjective to the individual. So you know, okay. So anyway, so there was this period of time where for me, for Stacey Brass Russell, I felt fully booked, which means I had a a full client roster. I had a lot of one-on-one clients. When I looked at like my day, you know, the, 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 uh, the amount of sessions that I wanted to have in a week or a day or whatever you want to call it, I felt like that was like a lot. Like I don't like to have more than four sessions a day. That's like sort of what I try to make my max, including like my group thing. So like on a day when my mastermind, when I have my mastermind, I only have two or three other client sessions, right? Because that's a two-hour call. When I have my out-of-overwhelm call on those days, I actually only have two or three clients, you know, and so on. So I hit this point and I and I also, like, realized that I was kind of having like a, like a kind of exhaustion point with social media. I had just done like a lot of, a lot of stuff. Like I had just done, um, you know, this, like a master class in my Facebook group for five days. And I, you know, always did other versions of like lives and, and whatever. And I had been doing a lot, a lot. I had been generating a lot of content. I had been, you know, having a lot of calls. Now I had like a lot of clients and I, and there was this, and I felt this moment where I was like, I need to like, I need to just sort of take it down a notch. I don't actually need, literally, this is what I was thinking. I don't need any more clients right now. Like I don't necessarily even want any more clients. And I'm kind of feeling a little bit like I just really, you know, I really (laughs) blew my wad (laughs) on on content and I need a freaking break. Like I need to like restore myself. I need to give myself a chance to like, you know, come up with, you know, like, like just refresh myself and, 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 and have new ideas come to me. And, and I remember like actually telling my coach that like, I felt like there was, it was felt weird. Right. And I I remember telling him like, it feels really weird right now that like, I don't know, like, is it okay? Like, I literally remember being like, is it okay that I'm not trying to get clients, like create clients and revenue right now? That feels weird. I've never done that before. I've never been in this place in my business where I wasn't trying to create clients and revenue and it feels really foreign and I don't know if it's okay. You know, and I remember being like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what is this? What is this feeling? What is this foreign feeling? Um, And is it okay to do this? And my coach was like, 
hell yeah, it's okay to do that because you have to have different, like, different times in your business. There's client creation time and then there's restore time and there's content creation time. There's time that you can work on your business, that you can be thinking about what the next thing is that you want to create or offer. And I remember going, oh my God, because prior to that, I was having to do both of those things at the same time. Because I look, I needed clients and revenue. I mean, I needed to make money in my business. So I wasn't going to be like, oh, I'm just going to create content back here and not also try to create clients. Like I didn't have that luxury. Okay. So it's a luxury. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, but I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had that luxury. And so I was creating clients and revenue and creating shitload of, of ways to attract and serve. So I was attracting, serving and converting like, you know, all at once. And when I got this moment of like, of, of that, I had a lot and that I could actually be in a different season of my business, a content creation season where I could be thinking about my next program and actually just sort of working on that without it feeling like I was also trying to create a lot of clients. It felt weird and crazy to the point where I literally had to be like, I'm not sure if this is okay. I felt so uncomfortable not trying to create more clients. But it was the first time I ever realized that like you have to allow rhythm and you have to allow cycles in your business and that you have to be okay with it. Now, I'm not saying that like if you know you need clients and revenue that you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go into a different season. But the way that you create clients and revenue is going to feel different according to the season. Because if you are wanting to create clients and revenue in the dead of winter, it's important to remember that you're going to need to approach that in a different way than if it was spring, summer, or fall, and so on and so forth with every season. And what's also important to remember is that everyone else on planet Earth is being affected by the seasons too. So if you are like, I need some new clients and it happens to be December 22nd, okay, there's a really good chance that all of your soul aligned clients that probably do want to work with you in that moment are actually not looking to take on a new service or whatever because it's the freaking holidays. Okay. And they're honoring the season and they're having life and they're doing certain activities. And even though you might be like, I'm raring to go, I want to create clients right now. You might realize that that is going to be more challenging. Right. Just like if you were like, I want to start a group program and you decided to start it, you know, at that time, you would have a really hard time getting people into it because you'd be launching and everyone else would be like kind of doing something else. And they might not be wanting to spend money. Right. They might not be. They might be like, oh, my God, well, we're spending all this money on like holiday gifts or whatever. Hit me up, you know, hit me up around tax time. So being aware of the seasons, not only for yourself, but for everyone else in your business is important. Positioning is important in your business, right? Knowing that like there are better and worse times of year to, to do certain things. I was just talking to my coach today about how I am going to put out a new 
program, a new course um, in June. But I was looking at the dates and I'm like, and my wedding anniversary is in June. And like, there, you know, there's like stuff. And I, and I was looking and I was like, listen, I know that if I want to do this, I gotta have it wrap up by like the third week of July. Or people are going to see the dates of this and they're going to go, hmm, I don't know. I mean, that's right in the middle of my vacation, blah, blah, blah. And I'm aware of all of that. So I'm not saying that you have to never put things out like when you think other people might be busy and that's a whole other story. Like, we, you know, we can't, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Nothing's perfect. But there are some things that you can kind of like use as guidelines. Okay. Oh, I'll give you another example. Launching, launching something, if you're launching a significant program, okay, like if you're launching something where the offer is a thousand or more, Okay. And, and I know that some of you, myself included, I have a $5,000 program. I know that some of you that I already work with, you know, some of you that are listening that are already my clients, you have $2,500 programs, um, and so on and so forth. Right. Um, Launching a significant program needs a lead time. It needs two to three months of you doing certain activities that you need to do in order to make sure that by the time you want to be enrolling people in your program, that you have built some new people in your audience, that you've had time to nurture them, that you've been providing value, and that you create certain events or I call them high commitment containers that people will be coming to where you're then making offers for your program. And all of that needs to be reverse engineered. So if you're looking at your program start date, okay, and you, I'll give you, this is such a good example. So many people think, oh, I'm going to start a program in January 15th. Oh, it's perfect time. People are coming back from, the, you know, they're entering the new year. They've got resolutions. They've got goals. They've got, you know, they want they want to have something. You know, I'm going to provide them exactly what they need, and it's going to start January 15th. So here's the caveat to that. If you want a program that starts on January 15th, you're launching it in November and December. And if you really think about that season, it's it could be good for you because you may have like a lot of good energy. November, October, November are awesome months, right? Remember, fall is like a really good time for creativity, for energy, for momentum. It's active. And then on the other hand, it's as you launch in that season and you've got holidays and, and other things coming up, it may or may not work to your advantage to have something that's beginning like right after the new year and you're not giving yourself a lot of time to capitalize on that new year energy and maybe start your program a little bit later. So we've got seasons, we've got times of year, seasons sometimes include holidays, right? And we have to look at all of that when we're looking at the flow of our business. Now, I'm going to give you another example of a, of a season in your business. So I launched Out of Overwhelm, my group program, in January and February. It started March 2nd. I began my launch at the end of the year in December. And the way that I did that was I actually did offer some free events at the end of the year, even though it was the holidays, but they were like really end of year, new year-y things that people like. People like to 
set up their next year. They like to create their word. I mean, my audience, right? They like to make their word of the year. They like to do some, some goal setting. They like to, you know, um, have some rituals to like close out the year, to release things, to like bring in the new energy, all that, all that stuff. I love it. My people love it. Right. So I did stuff like that just to stay relevant. And then I really entered into my launch in January and February and my launch went like gangbusters. It went really, really well. And I got a lot of people, 16 people signed up in my program. And therefore, I made a lot of money in January and February from people signing up for my program that began on March 2nd. And in addition to that, I had all of my one-on-one clients renew. Okay. So here it is. It's March. Okay. I made a lot of good money in January and February because I launched a program and I got a lot of renewals. And guess what? Now I am full, full in every like sense of the word. I have a full calendar to serve my one-on-one clients as well as all the individuals that are now in out of overwhelm. I am full. If I want everyone to have an exceptional experience, And I want everyone to feel that I am giving them what I promised them, that I am giving them everything that I promised. I have to realize that I am not right now in a mode of actively trying to create lots more clients and revenue. I have room for one or two more clients. I've been saying that. I actually someone just signed who came through Passionate and Prosperous. We just signed our contract to begin working in April. So that's really exciting. Um, and, you know, maybe if one or two people like are like, you know, coming through and they're like, you're my coach, I have to work with you, it's going to work out. But what I'm not doing is all of the activities that I would normally be doing if I were in a season of client creation or launching. I would be doing different activities, but now I'm not. I'm not in that season. Now I'm looking at the summer and I'm using this quarter, Q2, spring, right? These three months to gear up and get ready for what I want to do next. And if one-on-one clients happen to come through, Great, but the season I'm in is not where I am ramping up my energy and actively continuing to do the same activities that I would be doing if I was trying to generate clients and revenue, right? I'm not saying that I don't like to make money. I'm never going to turn down revenue, but I also have to be aware, and this is another thing about the ebb and flow, that I made significant amounts of money in January and February, I am not going to make that in March or April. I'm just not. And I can't feel badly about it. I can't think that, oh my goodness, my business is failing or things are now going in the wrong direction. I cannot expect to make the same amount of money in months that I'm not launching a program, right? Than the months that I, that I, that I, that I did launch. And the reason I'm pointing this out to you is because 
as an entrepreneur, as you grow and scale your business, this is what I mean by cycles. This is what I mean by seasons. This is what I mean by ebb and flow. When you see all those people out there saying that they're consistently making 25K a month, here's what I'm going to say. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't fucking believe that unless those are people who have million dollar, you know, businesses where they were able to scale the model of their business, right? That is a model. It's a business model that you can't start with. You cannot start with 25K months. I mean, you might be able to get a 20K 25K month if you launch a program or if you sign five clients. But at some point, you're going to get to what I'm telling you, which is where now you have enough clients that you can't take any more clients, right? You literally can't. And you probably shouldn't if you want to give all your clients the right experience. And you therefore may not be able to keep making that kind of money every single month. And you have to be okay with with accounting for that. You have to be okay with looking at your business, stepping back and seeing that there are going to be ebbs and flows. There are going to be months where you have more output. There are going to be months where you make more money or you generate more, right? And if you were looking at your business by looking at the quarters and looking at the seasons, you might actually be making some decisions about when you were going to raise the energy level, gain momentum, do the kinds of activities that require you to be showing up and being really active and visible. And when you want to be creating a season for yourself where you are sustaining what you have, serving your clients, and doing more behind the scenes work, right? Doing those things like creating new content, creating a new program, working on your website, upgrading X, Y, and Z. Because if you think that you're always going to be doing all of those activities all the time, serving your existing clients, making new clients, generating more money, launching a group program, working on the back end of things, writing sales pages, creating new content, working on your website, figuring out how you're going to up level. If you think you're going to, you can do all those things all the time and you don't look at your business as having seasons and rhythm, you, you are first of all going to burn out. And second of all, you're going to be really disappointed. So that was, again, I got into my super passionate, um, passionate vibe of wanting you to really feel into this because it pains me when I hear, see, and speak to entrepreneurs, coaches, creatives who think that if they made really good money one month and then they're not making that same money another month, but they're not looking at all of these things that I just talked about and they're feeling defeated or feeling, you know, badly or feeling like things are now not going in the right direction or whatever. I'm here to tell you, no, that's not true. You're a human being, you're a living thing. And you know what? Your business is a living thing. You and your business are living things and all living things are impacted by seasons, cycles, and rhythms. And some of those season cycles and rhythms are built in and things that you can count on and things that you can use when you're making certain decisions. Some of those things are things you create, some rhythms, cycles, and and, and seasons you create for yourself. But some of those things are there and they're thousands of years old and they're reliable and they they ain't going anywhere. And so my recommendation is that you become someone who has an individual human 
that you take that into consideration and that you recognize that there are certain energies happening with each season that you could either ride and flow with and use that energy to give you permission, to gain more energy, to gain more momentum, however you want to use that energy, right? And that then you bring that energy to your business because you and your business are one and the same. Right. So you might as well decide that you want to have an energetically aligned business as much as you want to be an energetically aligned human being. So that is what I had for you today. Um, inspired by spring. Thank you, spring. Thank you for the inspiration. Inspired by little crocuses popping up from the ground yesterday. And I hope that you are, whenever, you know, and I know you may not be listening to this in the beginning of spring. Um, you know, I'm hoping, as I always say, that you might be picking this up, I don't know, at any time. Um, so you might not be celebrating spring right now like I am. But hopefully, you're going to look at wherever you are in the season, in the time of year, in what's happening in your outer environment, in your inner environment, in your business environment. And you're going to embrace the fact that things don't stay the same and they should not. That rising and falling, ebbing and flowing, right? Highs and lows. And I don't mean lows like, I don't, I don't want you to ever have rock bottom lows. I don't mean that. I mean, if that happens, I'm, you know, that sucks. Like it happens to some of us, you know, it happens to everybody. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about rock bottom lows and everything sucking. We're talking about highs are highs and they can't just be there all the time. And so what you may be perceiving as a low may actually just be a really great time for sustaining, a really great time for just serving, a really great time for enjoying, a really great time for just enjoying the fact that you created so much wonderfulness that not every moment of your life and business has to be go, 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 go. Wouldn't that be awesome? So embrace the moments when you don't feel that way because that's what we want ultimately, right? All right, so I'm really am signing off now. I will see ya, hear ya, be with ya in your earphones next week. I am sending you so much love as always. I really do love all of you. And reach out to me, comment, um, write me an email, ask me a question, tell me something that resonated with you. Um, sometimes, you know, it's a little lonely over here in, in podcast recording land. So I want to hear from you and I want to connect with you and not only about working with me, just connect with me. Let's build this community. I have exciting things on the horizon for the Passion and Prosperous community. I'm just not ready to tell you about them yet. All right, signing off. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. And thank you so much for your generous reviews on Apple and Spotify. Those written reviews are gold. And since you like what you're listening to, please make sure that you have already clicked the follow or subscribe button on your platform of choice. And if that happens to be Apple, it's the little plus sign on the top right. That way you'll get notified when our new episodes drop every Wednesday. And make sure that you tell a friend and let them know that you love this show too. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll be talking about being a human while also being great at what you do. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. Music.